from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It seems like uh, corruption. We made sure to get in writing and verbally from our councilman, from our city manager, from our mayor, that eminent domain would not be used on private homes. What we're asking for tonight, and and I don't like it any more than you do, is, is to discuss the process of eminent domain on the remaining properties. When I learned about it in school, uh, was for civic necessities. Highway had to go through or something on that order. New hospital, something like that. It wasn't so somebody could make a bunch of money. I'm Danny Wisentowski. In University City, a Costco is rising. It's slated to open in November, yet for homeowners in the area, the arrival of the big box retailer has cast a shadow of fear, a fear of eminent domain. Eminent domain is a legal process that allows governments to force the sale of private property with an outside commission setting the price. Governments can use this process to clear space for public services like roads or utilities, but in other cases, it can also use eminent domain to clear property for private developers, even those who are just out to make a profit. Now, in University City, the development known as Markets at Olive, anchored by the Costco, falls into the second category. City officials have touted the potential for much-needed tax revenue, and the city itself has committed $70 million in tax increment financing to get that project rolling. And roll it has. Since 2018, a developer has bought up dozens of small businesses and homes, clearing the area for the Costco. But negotiations with property owners haven't always gone smoothly. In 2020, University City and the project's developer announced that eminent domain had been used to force the sale of seven properties, including several small businesses from the site near Olive Boulevard. That wasn't entirely unexpected. However, in multiple statements going back to the start of the project, University City officials assured residents that eminent domain would not be used on their homes. That expectation is no longer reality. In June, one of the investment partners on the project, developer Larry Chapman, appeared at a University City Council meeting to deliver an update on the negotiations with homeowners. What we're asking for tonight, and and I don't like it any more than you do, is, is to discuss the process of eminent domain on the remaining properties. You know, sometimes when parties can't agree on price, the only way is to get a third party involved, and that's what we're asking for tonight. There are three parcels, two on Elmore, one on Orchard. Every one of these property owners has a place they'd rather be. That was Larry Chapman, the president of Seneca, a commercial real estate firm, and one of the investment partners who bought the markets at Olive Development in 2021. We did reach out to Larry Chapman earlier this week with questions about that presentation. He did not get back to us. So, what is it like to have your property sold through eminent domain? Bob Mepham is the founder of Bob Seafood. He was forced to close his store in University City in June after some 40 years of business. Mepham gave a fairly blunt description of the process. He said it felt like theft. Well, I've seen these things happening around the, the country, around the area, where you know they come up with some scheme to 
they, I think sometimes they use highest and best use uh, as an excuse to take somebody's property and put in something that they think will give them more tax revenue. And it, it seems like uh, corruption. Mepham didn't mention specific numbers, but he said he was unsatisfied with the offer he received in 2018 from the developer at the time, which was Webster Groves-based Novus Development. Faced with deals he didn't like, Mepham decided to hold on. He didn't think eminent domain was even on the table. Eminent domain, when I learned about it in school, uh, was for civic necessities. Highway had to go through, or something on that order. Had to build a new hospital. Had uh, something like that. It wasn't so somebody could make a bunch of money that was well connected with the city. Novus made several offers for Bob's seafood, but Mepham said they never panned out. Novus eventually sold the entire development to a new investment group. The new investment team still had eyes on Bob's Seafood, and with eminent domain in their pocket, they didn't have to take no for an answer. We first heard about it oh, several years ago. Uh, I didn't mark the date because, you know, too busy running the business, but uh, Novus Development, the original developer, rather, uh, contacted us and said that uh, they needed our property for the for the development, and they made all sorts of different offers, and uh, but they were, weren't real, and we just heard more and more about it over the years, and then uh, Novus fell out of it, and these other developers came in, and they uh, accelerated the pace of things, but I always thought we'd be treated fairly in the end, and I don't feel we were. And that was Bob Mepham, founder of Bob Seafood in University City. Though he didn't want to sell his business, he faced an eminent domain commission. It determined its own fair price. After that, Mepham said he had no option but to close. I thought maybe we'd build something that could go on. And uh, we, our customers had showed us, shown us just tremendous appreciation over the years. And we got a stack of, of cards, foot tall, about how much we were going to be missed, um, and uh, more bottles of champagne than I quite believe people gave me, um, gift certificates, all kind of stuff, you know, farewell from, uh, from customers that uh, really touched us. We need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk to Nicole and Jerry, a University City resident, and we'll hear what University City officials have to say. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Welcome back. We're talking about the use of eminent domain in University City, where a $190 million redevelopment project that's anchored by Costco is displacing small businesses and residents. 
Before the break, we heard from a business owner who was forced to close. Now, let's talk about those residents. In 2018, University City Mayor Terry Crow told the St. Louis Business Journal that the city, quote, will not use eminent domain on any owner-occupied residences. Period. That promise is echoed on the city's own website. An FAQ section states the city will not use eminent domain to condemn owner-occupied residential properties. But in June, Larry Chapman, one of the investment partners in the development, informed the University City Council that eminent domain was required to condemn three owner-occupied residential properties. The issue was price. The homeowners wanted more, the developer wanted less. So why couldn't the developer simply pay the homeowners what they asked? As Chapman explained to the council, doing that would create future problems for the development as he's hoping to buy up even more homes for the second phase of construction. Anytime we pay too much for a piece of property is put in the public record under a certificate of value. And if those property owners found out we were paying three or four times what the county says their property would worth, they're all going to want that same thing. And it will absolutely kill the project and kill the project debt, which I don't think is in our best interest. That was developer Larry Chapman speaking in June to the University City Council. In his presentation, he pointed to the 18 tidy homes on Mayflower Court just south of Olive Boulevard. All of them will need to be demolished. Among them is the home of Nicole and Jerry. She lives in a one-story brick home with a neatly mown lawn, and it looks much like the homes being demolished on nearby blocks. Like Bob Mepham, she negotiated with the previous developer, Novus, hoping to find the right price, even though, she says, she loves her neighborhood and she doesn't want to leave. Well, it started with getting flyers in our mailboxes. And that's something that happens all the time. Investors or real estate agents will stick something in your mailbox and say, hey, we want to buy your house. So we really didn't think much of it. Um, and then we we all, 18 um, homes on Mayflower, um, got another inquiry in the mail. This time it was like with an actual name and then... Um, it came with information connected to the city. And so after that, um, we got together as a group and just said, hey, you know, there's this inquiry into buying our homes. Have you heard anything? And kind of like an information gathering. Um, and so from that point, we invited um, a person from the Novus development to speak to our block together just to find out what you know, what is this? Um, the sentiment at the time was we're really happy with our block. We really don't want to sell. And we're really interested in what's going to happen right behind our backyard. That's Nicole Langeri, a longtime University City resident. In 2018, she says she and other neighbors signed contracts with Novus Development. They were ready to leave. Some picked out new homes and waited to sign the final deal. But somehow, Novus never showed up. For Ann Jerry, the no-show crushed whatever good faith had been built. Everyone on the block had gotten to a mental, emotional, and financial place to make that decision. And then without any warning, without any explanation, you know, it just didn't happen. And so in 2021, when we got another inquiry from the new developer, basically the block had no appetite for engaging in this sort of thing again, um, especially when the initial contract, the initial contact from the new developer was like, hey, we might buy your house or we might not. It might happen in July or maybe not. And then, you know, after that initial contact, 
I would respond, members of the of my block would respond, and then hear nothing, like crickets. And so the most information we could get would be like reading through city council minutes, coming across an article in the newspaper. Two years later, the sound of the nearby construction on the Costco rattles in Jerry's home. She says Chapman's remarks to the city council in June gave her what she called a sickening feeling, a feeling that eminent domain is coming to her block. She calls it a betrayal. Before we even entered any negotiations with the previous developer, we made sure to get in writing and verbally from our councilman, from our city manager, from our mayor, that eminent domain would not be used on private homes. It was a very specific request. It was one that was guaranteed to us over and over again. And I am talking about these individuals meeting me on my front porch, standing in the backyard with our neighbors, sitting in my living room face to face. I was told under no circumstances would eminent domain be used against private homes. That was University City resident Nicole Angeri, who spoke to me earlier this week about the threat of eminent domain in her neighborhood. Now, we should say again that we reached out to developer Larry Chapman earlier this week, but we didn't hear back. However, on Thursday, University City Manager Gregory Rose told us that the city's position on eminent domain has not changed, despite what residents like Angeri are saying. Regarding eminent domain, certainly the council uh, has been clear that they're extremely reluctant uh, to use it, uh, but they do believe that there are appropriate times when they should uh, be allowed to consider it. Uh, At this point, eminent domain for owner-occupied housing has not been used, uh, and they are hopeful that that they won't have to use it, uh, certainly. But I do uh, want to emphasize that you know it's an outstanding uh, development that's occurring. Uh, we were very fortunate to get a business like Costco, and Costco would have been here, or they would have likely been in a competing city. That was University City Manager Gregory Rose discussing the city's position on using eminent domain on homeowners or in the way of an ongoing development project. While insisting the city is not throwing its residents under the bus, Rose also gave an update on the three homes cited by the developer as targets for eminent domain. One, he says, has closed on a deal. The other two? Rose told me the negotiations are very close. This episode was produced by Danny Wisentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.